0: The ladies like a guy with an eye for style. At least, the bird we're going to talk about today thinks so. Some creatures fight for their mates, but not this little gentleman. He knows that sometimes you've got to get creative to get the girl. But that's just how it goes in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. Ooh. Uh, today... We're talking about... Wait, who are we? I'm Joe. Oh, we're, yeah. That makes me Carlos. N- the fact that I'm Joe makes you Carlos? I have a contingent identity. <laughs> but today we're talking about our first ever bird. Hooray! First bird. We're working our way through the... Um,
1: the classes. The classes. <laughs> yeah. Separation of the classes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go ahead and say the taxonomic information about this one. Okay. Because the, the family and the genus, that's a doozy of a word... Hold on. Give me a second to count the amount of letters in this. Mm. 17-letter word. (laughs) Um, But we'll start with the kingdom is Animalia, Mm -hmm. as per the use. Yep. We're not talking about plants around here. Nope. No plants. Even though, technically, plants are taxonomized.
0: Right. But we're talking about animals. And sometimes we talk about plants because of the animals. Right. You never
1: know on this podcast. So the phylum is Chordata because they have spinal cords. The class is, I'm going to say, Aves, Aves, A-V-E-S. A-V-E-S. Yeah. yeah, Aves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um The order is Poceroforms, which include half of all bird species, and the biggest of those are, are the ravens.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that when looking at them. That they look like ravens? Similar. Well, like...
1: Wrens and finches and blue jays and cardinals; those are all passeriforms. Okay. N- so the other orders would be like the birds of prey, parrots, parrots, yeah, and um, falcons actually have their own order, falconiforms. Believe it or not. Interesting. <laughs> so the family is Tillinor hinecidae. That seems right. There's a P in front of that, so I'm it pretending sure like it's not there. I'm pretending that the P is not there and. Get it.
0: I got you. For a second, I was like, that's a new word. What's retending?
1: Just like pterodactyl and pneumonia. And then the genus is Tillinor hincus. So the family is Tillinor hincidae, and the genus is Tillinor hincus. This is for the very specific satin bowerbird because bowerbirds, they're all under Tillinor (laughs) hincidae. And it's Tillinor hincus violaceus. Is the specific satin Is the satin bowerbird, yeah. And I didn't bother to write down the binomial nomenclature for every single species of bowerbird. Okay. So they're a songbird that are usually, I mean, obviously smaller than ravens, bigger than
0: wrens and finches. Some of them have mockingbird level of mimicry? Yeah. Some of them can mimic um, animals like pigs, other birds,
1: and human speech. They they,
0: they make some pretty otherworldly sounds, I'll tell you that.
1: They even purposefully mimic rushing water. Isn't Hmm. that crazy? How do you even do that? (sighs) That's bad. I know it's you. (laughs) I I didn't think that a river was flowing through. So they're native to Australia and Papua New Guinea Pig. Except for the pig part.
0: Unless they're mimicking one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But guinea pigs, I don't think they are... They're native to Papua New Guinea no. anyway. I think they're native to Peru. Yeah, well, that's where they eat them. Yep. I have. Kui is what it's called when it's cooked. Ugh. It's interesting that some animals are named something different when they're cooked. Like pork? Yeah, pork. Beef. And beef. But then, like, chicken is chicken. hmm
0: So it's like, oh, I just had a slab of pig. Fish is always just whatever the fish is.
1: Yeah, but you could also just say fish. It's like, oh, there's fish in that. It's like, oh, that's fine. But it's it's <laughs> like, oh, I'm having a cow sandwich. Oh, do you mean you're having a, a burger? <laughs>
0: you barbarian, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a cow burger, or I'm having a uh, pig ribs? Oof, <sighs> hoof, <laughs> um. <laughs> C- cloven hoof. Uh. Um, so they like rainforests and um, forests that have a lot of eucalyptus, which is native to Australia, hmm.
0: and uh, acacia trees. I don't know why. Uh, they need a spe- they need sticks. I'll tell you that much. They do need sticks. I'll Um, tell you why in a bit. It's not for what you think. You might think nesting. Sure. It's not for that. But they do make nests. The the
1: females do make individual nests. Okay.
0: That's a good place to put eggs.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: It's better than the ground.
1: The Papua New Guinea species usually lay one single egg, um, where the Australian species tend to lay a batch. Or a carton of eggs? <laughs> is that really? <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: it's twelve whole eggs.
1: Um, and uh, they they range in appearance a lot. Sometimes they're just black, so they mm. look like ravens. The satin bowerbird is pretty much pretty much just looks like a crow. Where others are vibrant, they're red and yellow, and some are black and yellow. Some are green. It's, hmm. it's pretty crazy, um, and that's just due to the fact that. There are a lot of species within, there are, there are 20 different bowerbird species um, across these two countries. Okay. And they tend to live about 26 years, which is the longest average lifespan of any passeriform.
0: Okay. The longer lifespans for birds are generally parrots?
1: Yeah. Those, I mean,
0: or yeah, parrots and cockatoo. The cockatoos. African gray can live for like 100 years or something.
1: I, I heard 80 something. Okay. But yeah, that's a long time and uh specifically the satin bowerbird has bright blue or uh purple eyes which is pretty crazy to look at mm-hmm. and then some of the other ones have yellow eyes um or black ones they're frugivores which is a word i just learned it means you eat mainly fruit huh um and they also eat leaves and insects and seeds and things like that like pretty much almost every bird does so yeah that's that's the general overview of bowerbirds but what makes them bower birds?
0: Okay. Uh, a bower, in case you didn't know, Is, means like a room. It's also
1: um, a really powerful card in... Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Magic? No. Um, what's that game that Midwesterners play? Oh, like Gin Rummy? <sighs> Something like that. p <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I can't believe... I used to know how to play this. I'll start talking about this, and you remember. Sure, I'll think about it. Um. Euchre. There we go. Okay. Euchre. The, the, the bower is a powerful card, and the bower is always, almost always the Jack.
0: Oh, Jack Bower. And Jack Bauer's but that's name. is it spelled like B-A-U? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this is B-O-W-E-R. Are. Right. And basically, these dudes have a pretty interesting mating display. And lots of birds do, but it's generally dance-oriented. So is this. This has dance in it. L- like everything should <laughs> they they also are into set building um, they're under mizen scene For so, real <laughs> uh <laughs> the it all starts with the bower and i've i th- i'm thinking of naming this this episode uh bower blues <laughs> a little spoiler bower birds colon blue eyes and eyes for blue because they have blue eyes and the- some species of females Really like the color blue. And that comes into this uh, mating display. You wouldn't so, call it
1: Bower Power? No. Like Flower Power?
0: Maybe. <laughs> Put World Maybe
1: Bower Power. Blue eyes.
0: White and eyes. And eyes for blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another more powerful card in a card game. True. Yeah. We'll give you that. Uh, okay. So their mating display has been called by some researchers. The most complex mating display in birds. Or, wow. no, 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 that In the animal kingdom? Let me dial that back. Oh, uh, most complex behavior in birds. Oh, wow. That's not dialing uh, it back. That's dialing that's it out. That's ramping it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first of all, the Bower is a structure of twigs and sticks that can take years to build. Which is good
1: because they live 26 years. They have that kind of time. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and it takes seven years for them to reach sexual matur- maturity, so I don't know if they get started early. like'm like do they prepare for the, the that their you know quinceanera or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a uh not 15, but it's a, seven. it's a septetta. yeah, uh, a Sietanera, <laughs> or do they just like feel like one day like I'd like a lady in my life, and they start building, but they probably have puberty.
1: Um, some them, like, species,
0: some species don't have a bower at all, but really? most have what's called avenues. They they called them oh, like a trail, which is like two groupings of vertical, vertically placed sticks that um, are next to each other. So, am I picturing a wall here? Kind of like two walls next like to a each hallway? other, hallway. Not necessarily very long, but just like something that a female could like what? step into. She like in. Be- She's bookended by two sticks. Two, not two sticks. little bit many sticks, but two stick pylons. okay. So so, so she, she realizes,
1: okay, I'm in the right place.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you why they think that they build these and then that females sometimes sit, sit there. Okay. Some build something called a Maypole Bowers. M-A-Y-P-O-L-E. All right. And that is a structure, like a half dome structure almost open on one side that is built around a central sapling so there's like they'll find a, like a little tree and that will be kind of like you know the the main structure
1: so this is like a circus tent
0: kind of yeah but it's open on one side okay made of sticks entirely of sticks all right so that's where you can see like this took years to build this is the rainforest
1: cafe sure at uh the sawgrass mall <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like this. It has a big stick in the middle, and then they're like it's kind of like a tent coming yeah. down from the top.
0: Uh, circus tent is a good way to put it. So they some some researchers suggest that the bowers are built to invite females to a safe place. Basically, they they will stand in the in between because that way it's harder for males to mount them uh, without their consent. So it stops uh forced copulation. Okay. I will use big words for the kids. Alright. <laughs> uh I understand. So basically they, they they suspect that like it's all about attracting the female and the female will not go near a male that she thinks is threatening. So in order to make them feel safer, they build these bowers as like, you know, shelter.
1: Okay. But so it's like hey come into this place that has one Exit or entrance? Well, it's kind of like that. I've decorated for you because they have to
0: like fly a little bit to get. I I would imagine that it's hard to like navigate if there's like two pylons and like she's right in between them. Mm -hmm. She could probably get out of the way. I don't know. The logistics are astounding. But but there's a couple of things wrong with that theory. One, like the the um, the male will be inside the uh, Maypole bower, the big one. Mm-hmm. Like, he retreats into it. I guess that that's another way of saying, like, take a look at my stuff while I just retreat back here.
1: And stare at you.
0: And, like, into into the dark of this, like, <laughs> little stick cave I built. Yeah, but she stays outside. So, like, that's the point. Like, wow. She kind of just looks inside and
1: says, oh, I like those flowers. Yeah. Did you spit on the wall? I like that. <laughs>
0: We're going to talk about that. That's not And then poop, other, is other And one species will actually, like, grab them out of the air. Like, males will grab females out of the air. And forced copulation. Okay. So it's like, well. She she doesn't want that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, that's the problem with that theory. Oh, okay. There's some. So you got your bower. Now they start collecting. The males will collect colorful objects to attract the females. And some species, they actually think that the color and the object that they choose are things that the female will like it's based on her preference so it's like i'm going to has to guess um they 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 come and go frequently so is it a rotating door a revolving door kind of no well like the female will come to see the male's power. she'll look around and then leave if it if she's not pleased and but she'll come back she'll keep coming back to see like how he's changed things and <laughs> i saw one during a mating display where the female will actually picked up a specific object, dropped it on the ground, and then the male picked that up and incorporated it incorporated it into his display.
1: So he's like, "Oh, you like blueberries? Blue- blueberries? Then I'm gonna go get you six blueberries. Right?
0: Come so, back in an hour." So they learn based on like experience what the females like, and certain species are pretty much exclusively into blue. The uh, female tends to uh, be attracted to blue things, so the males will collect all sorts of blue objects.
1: Which is odd because there aren't a lot of blue, naturally blue things in nature.
0: And sometimes the things they collect are not natural. Okay, here's a list of things that you might find in a bowerbird's bower. Okay. Uh, shells, leaves, flowers, mushrooms, feathers. Interesting they don't have always have colorful feathers I didn't, but they'll take feathers i didn't
1: see any that were any bowerbirds
0: that were blue so, uh, stones berries plastic coins nails bullet casings and glass bullet
1: casings yeah i'm the ima- feathers thing i'm imagining like a bowerbird seeing a blue jay and being like give me that oh my gosh <laughs>
0: i'm following him until he drops one
1: <laughs> or i'm or i'm just going to rip all the feathers out of his back and
0: that's just not all uh some bowerbirds will have different colored objects so and they'll group these things together so they'll collect like 16 blueberries um 100 pebbles put that in a pile uh flowers put that in a pile and they're all piled up together Mm -hmm. um, and separated and then i saw one that collected actual beetles colorful living beetles and put them into little piles and they would crawl away and he'd keep putting them back together. Man. Getting frustrated.
1: He needs to, he needs to kill them or pin them to something. Like at Butterfly World.
0: <laughs> so after he's collected a bunch of stuff, he thinks that the female will like, or before, Is this... when he's creating the bower, he will take, you saw, mud and paint the walls with
1: it. Right. Mud and mix it with his saliva. Now, the only one I saw... He's making brick or mortar. I saw for this was the uh, the regent bowerbird, which is the this black bowerbird that has a, a bright yellow crest and a yellow bill. It'll use leaves that it finds to actually paint the wall, which is tool use, straight up tool use. Mm-hmm. And you do not see this often with um, with birds. Crows use tools. Um, parrots use tools but that's, it's just not a common thing. It's not a common thing in the animal kingdom mm. to to take another object and use that to facilitate something else. So that's pretty fascinating. The mud is, they, use, they sometimes combine it with leaves or like berry juice or something like that to change the colors. Whoa. Too.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's and, pretty crazy. And also
1: collect deer poop.
0: Yeah. Anything that they think the female will like, they collect.
1: Which I, th- I liked it in the video that you were watching that I saw over your shoulder um, there was a fungus growing out of the, the deer poop like this this mushroom white kind of mushroom thing. fungus and he, he didn't like it he was like this this messes up my mizzen scene <laughs> yeah. and so he starts this like this feng shui s- is charmed. off <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely some bad chi coming this way so he starts trying to like rip Took it out. out
0: that was from uh, BBC's Life mm-hmm. uh, good old
1: David Attenborough
0: okay the Bower bird collects
1: fungus and is not happy with what he sees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the, okay. So now you get the bower, you get the collection, and now it's time for the dance. All right. So he's Which gotten, is pretty
1: typical of he, birds. He's gotten the, the female, her attention. Mm-hmm. She's sitting in the doorway mm-hmm. going like, all right, well, I like your seduction den. Let's see what you got.
0: Uh, okay. And this will be a typical birdly dance that you might see in a mating display from a bird. Okay. Lots of different movements, up and downs, left and rights, wings out, wings in. You never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is already too complex for me. <laughs> uh, me they, they typically
0: dance on the ground. They pick up, pick up objects they think the female likes. So from his collection, if he sees the, the girl eyeing the blueberries, he'll pick up a blueberry and incorporate that. Um, Into his dance? Into his dance. Like, okay. he'll just be holding him while he dances. Okay. And she's like, oh, well, I was looking at that. Now I'm looking
1: at you. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you forced me to look at you because I'm really interested Clever. in that blue Clever. bird.
0: Clever, uh, <laughs> And this is interesting. So they've already built um, a structure that helps the females feel safe. And they also will – they've done research with robot birds, uh, robot females. So, like, robotic fake decoy females that they can control. Um,
1: So, this is like in The Incredibles when there's a a robot bird that's actually a security camera and an alarm system? It's exactly like that, yes. This is pretty Um, complex. I didn't even
0: know they had robot birds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the male will start his dance and they will uh, have the robot bird display discomfort. And the male will... Dial it back on the, like, aggressive motions. They can have – they built a robot bird that can display discomfort. <laughs> it's like they, an
1: animatronic bird. They can barely make human robots that can display discomfort. And we can tell. That's okay, like, here's the thing. Not very nuanced. We can
0: tell. We're really good at looking at faces, right? Sure. So humans are really good at um, so they just like deciphering have... expression. There are some animals that don't understand the difference between – Males and females of their own species. so Like this one? And, and this one, like, I watched a thing where uh, a male mistook an adolescent male for a female and started doing his display. So, I mean, they're not...
1: That must have been really awkward.
0: I mean, there's some, like, specific things that they probably can understand is discomfort. Maybe just backing away. Or f-
1: maybe puffing out yeah. the chest or something like that. Um
0: but but anyway these the males will dial back their display if they feel like they're making the female uncomfortable. Okay. Which is something some humans don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's
1: I think that's something that we should all incorporate into our daily lives, <laughs> our courtship displays. Stop
0: making women feel uncomfortable. If you
1: or be be sensitive to that. <laughs> like the bowerbird. Yes.
0: Okay, so also the males will sabotage other rivals displays. So jerk move. They'll come over, mess up their bower, break it apart, they'll steal collection items, and they'll even interrupt the mating ritual. Dang. So they'll like <laughs>
1: They'll just show up and be like, Hey baby, and she's like
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot there were other males. The one from A Stone's Throw Away. <laughs>
1: You're the one who lives near that cedar I've been hearing about.
0: I've been hearing about the cedar. Yeah,
1: everybody's hanging out at the cedar. Um, I don't even know if they have cedars in Papua New Guinea or Australia.
0: Neither do I, but I, they probably have Australian pine. I'll say the
1: eucalyptus because that's definitely what they use yeah. around there.
0: Um, and that sounds like a weird club the eucalyptus club let's go to no, the eucalyptus it's just called eucalyptus yeah uh,
1: that that definitely sounds i'm sure there's a club called eucalyptus
0: so one guy named ernest thomas gillard definitely british is a researcher and he's looking into these birds and he thinks that there's something called transfer transference where typical typically we see birds colorfully adorned in just their regular feathers. The plumage. Plumage, indeed. Um, And that is a means of attracting females. Uh, And he says, because these colors um, also make you more uh, visible to predators, they are evolutionarily selecting them out. So these species are kind of changing to... Transfer this colorful plumage to an outward display. So instead of being colorful, they turn brown, and uh, they have colorful collections. So why wouldn't this translate? To I guess it
1: depends on the amount of predators in an area. So the more the more predators there are to these birds, then the more the more that uh, darker plumage will be selected, Mm -hmm. because the brighter birds will be eaten. But almost all birds have brilliant mating displays, and the males are almost always very colorful. So I feel like why wouldn't this be across the entire bird class? Avis, 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 Ave.
0: Maria, um, I don't, yeah, that's one one of the um, the criticisms of this theory is that how come it's not? Similar things aren't happening in other bird species. But that, that could be a good way of looking at it. Maybe those species don't have as many predators or predators that can catch them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not a widely accepted theory, but it, it's interesting. I've always wondered why a female would look at a male that's very brightly colored and think, I want my kids to look like that.
1: Right. Or that, like, oh, that's... The, the fact that you're brightly colored or even in these Bowerbirds, like the fact that you've built this uh, shows me that you have suitable genes that um, I want to pass on. So when 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 there are mating, like ritualistic mating combat, um, the the one that wins is deemed the stronger mm-hmm. male. And so for just survival purposes, the female says, well, I want my kids to have this survival strength. Strength, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, they they think that um one one explanation is that like if you're colorful in the bird kingdom it generally means health colorful birds are healthy birds basically okay um so and it's kind of just kind of it's kind of m- more of um exaggeration of that so not only am i healthy but i'm also like Really bright, brightly colored, and I've got these like weird plumes sticking out, and I'm dancing. Look how, yeah, look, look how, how look, look how vibrant I am. Look how well I can dance. I didn't get injured or anything. And I anything. there's also um, one species of bird. I forgot what the name of it is. We can talk about that in another episode. A bird of paradise. One of the birds of paradise has these long. The males have long plumes mm-hmm. that are terrible for flying, but despite that. Hindrance, his most of his mating display is flying, has like is hovering. So it seems really counterintuitive. So the idea is, look how good at flying I am, despite I, having this. I can, yeah, that's that's what I've uh, seen on interesting st- stuff. When you um, say bird
1: of paradise, I automatically think of a flower because that's a flower. Is it? Uh huh. That looks like a bird of paradise. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a really. It's it's yellow and and um red and white and has like this kind of crest on on the flower sure. so it looks just like a bird. Of We're paradise. talking about
0: plants. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and but these are not birds of paradise. I actually read something that said that these are definitely a deviation from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um even though birds of paradise are also a rainforest bird. Right, but I don't
1: I guess they they're not a, a Ghanaian rainforest bird um
0: amazonian so anyway that the the transfer from plumes to rooms plumes to rooms uh it, that's great <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's another great possibility for this title um
0: the just the the abil- ability to collect is means look at I can find food I can find I can survive. I have a lot of time like, on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and ability, the ability to build is like I'm healthy, I can put this stuff together and yeah,
1: I'm intelligent too. That's mm-hmm. what it says. And I have a, an eye for interior design <laughs> and architecture. Do
0: you want your child to be foppish like me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bowerbirds, dandy fops of the bird <laughs> the bird glasses.
0: Well, that's pretty much all I got.
1: Well, I've got the the four main interesting ones that I found were the Vogelkop Bowerbird um, which has the that's the one that makes those uh, tent teepees mm-hmm. um, the flame Bowerbird is red and yellow and can control the uh, size of its pupils and so we'll rapidly expand and uh, we'll dilate and
0: as part of the dance
1: as part of the dance and we'll do this weird slow motion wing dance thing which, I mean, look it up. It's very go, go
0: look at that. It's awkward to see. It is awkward. It's but like, the
1: pupil dilation is busy. Am I
0: intruding here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, you see those cartoons where someone is being hypnotized and their eyes go, like, in and out. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we also have McGregor's Bowerbird. That's the one that is famous for being able to imitate, like, rushing water and and um, other birds and human speech. And then the Regent Bowerbird is the one I was talking about earlier that can um that paints the hmm. painting bowerbird
0: look it up it's uh, pretty interesting to see
1: yeah definitely the flame bowerbird um and if you can find the bbc planet earth it's uh, a life one. episode about or it's, life. it's all about birds it's not life I, I mean it's not planet earth no it's life okay that's it for the bowerbird
0: it sure is and that's
1: it for our very first bird
0: it sure I hope is there are many more in the
1: future i am I definitely like the um, un- undersea animals the most really they' they're, they're, they're the least observed and they're the craziest
0: I'm a mammal man myself <laughs> <laughs> true right. in multiple ways <laughs> <laughs> true true
1: uh, so until next time, this has been life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome to the end of the episode. If your diagnosis is zoological ignorance, then I would prescribe 250 milligrams of more episodes. It's no cure, but it'll take care of the symptoms. Here, let me get your prescription for that. Now, I like to use iTunes, but you can use whatever podcast app you want, even the generic brand. In any case, subscribing is the best way to get your animal info on the go. I'll see you for your next appointment next week, right here on Life. Death and Taxonomy.